I wanted to speak about bringing ourselves back into balance, and that's a topic that we can focus on on a multifaceted level because there's so many ways and means of doing so. But what I wanted to focus on is cutting ourselves off from the electronic uh, mediums, the computers, the smartphones, the tablets, television, social media, even if it's for a day, even if it's for a day, more days than just one, but really just don't take your phone with you, don't get on any type of electronics, and, and pretty much resting yourself from people, because let's not forget that even though we have social media and all these ways of connecting, people can bring you up or bring you down. And so they can also take you out of balance if they don't have the same mindset as you or the same goals in certain areas of your life. You really have to make sure to spend time with like-minded people because you sharpen your sword that way and you sharpen and, and bring into focus your resolve to go higher in what you want to accomplish as far as attaining a level in this life. And it makes it very easy when you stay away from people who have different goals and mindsets. You know, not that you feel as though you're better but the bottom line is if you want better choices if you want better results you're going to have to get around people who are looking up instead of just people who have or are fighting their own little hang-ups from the past and we all have issues and things we have to deal with but my god when you have a person who doesn't want to conquer the past to look forward to a better future then they can only do the same for you as far as bringing you down so you would have to avoid these people on all costs. It's like if you're in the gym and you say, okay, I'm in shape and I can eat this donut, I can eat this cake, and I'm going to go into the gym and burn it off. It doesn't work that way. You're still putting inferior nutrition into your body. You're still wasting the time of your digestive system. And you're putting in something that's really going to tear down and hurt you. So it's not just a matter of an even exchange like, okay, I spent $15, I gave a person 20 they gave me 5 back. Like, it's not compartmentalized where you can just burn, you know, off. And that's physical. And everything that's in the physical gives you a lesson in the spiritual realm also. So for you to have to get around toxic people, and people who they may think are secretly, they're secretly looking to sabotage you, whether it's conscious or not. If they come around you with a smile on their face, and they're doing little things to go against what your mission is. They're consciously trying to sabotage you. If they don't consciously do it, but because of their lack of drive to go higher and to ascend to a higher level and become a better version of themselves tomorrow, more so than what they are today, they are still going to sabotage you because their energy is not forward thinking. And we don't, we, we don't, we don't think about it like that. I am not trying to be sabotaged with the remaining years that I have in my life. You know, I've sabotaged myself. <laughs> and we all do sometimes before we really understand what our mission is and where we should be focused. So, granted, I'm not wasting any more time consciously. And so, even when we have to deal with those people who look to sabotage us, at least let us identify them, know who they are, know what their mission is and know how to quarantine them know how to corral them off and keep them in that compartmentalized section so they don't hurt anybody else they don't they don't hurt you you know what their game is you know the lies that they tell you know how they're manipulative you're watching them you're seeing them they think you don't know but you're smiling and joking right along with them 
and they just think like, okay, you know, so when you have to deal with people like that, just identify who they are. And even when you do or don't, you have to keep all of that in check. You have to wear your spiritual condom. That's the that's a term that I've made up. And I like to think of it that way. We all know what condoms are, what part of the body it goes on and what it protects you from. But those types of condoms keep you protected from sexually transmitted diseases. Your spiritual condom keeps you protected from spiritually transmitted demons. That's another one of my terms that I coined up. So if you hear it anywhere out there on the internet, they owe me a check. Just let them know that. Have no problem with folks using it. But that's the real deal. We, we protect ourselves physically, but we don't protect ourselves on a mental and spiritual level. And then we realize, or we don't realize why we may feel so lethargic for a day, why we may feel on the verge of depression, or why we may feel as though we're not productive for that particular day because, or week or month, because it's not just a passing thing. Because people are plugged into you that are training you and sabotaging you, or just may not be good for you. They may not be good for you. You know, how, how would I look now if I'm, I've done very well maintaining my vegan lifestyle or plant-based rather lifestyle? Because when you, when you really look at the details, they do kind of mean different things. But for the most part, they're the same. So I'll just use those terms. But how would I look going around hanging out with somebody who is up late at night, full of steak, eating meat and pork, cussing and damning, going to the titty bar, just getting in fights in the street. What are you looking at? Now, if you up, and I mean, that's just totally not grounded. That's not totally where I want to be. And there's more of that out there in the world than anything else. It's so common. We're like, we're like a ship without a rudder, a ship without a captain, nobody to guide us. You know, we all have 24 hours in a day. We all, you know, some of us may make more or less money from our jobs or our businesses, but proportionately we can budget ourselves. We know about the budget with the money, but most of us don't know how to budget our time and master our time and make use of our time. People say, well, how do you do so much online? And wow, you must spend all day. Right now I'm relaxing. I'm just moving my mouth and talking. I'm in the backyard soaking up some sun. And after I end this, I'm going to lay back for a few more hours and soak up some more sun because my life is very focused and very efficient. Just like Mrs. Skurve, my beautiful wife, might know how much, how many pennies I have on me. Well, Lance, you know you have $5.61 in your wallet. You know you have 26 cents in your pocket. And I mean, of course, if I looked into the bank accounts, it would be a little, little more than that now, wouldn't it? But there's an awareness between the both of us. There's a transparency. So that that helps me. See, on the home base level, you know, and, and we need to know what we have in our tanks. And we need to know how to have that automatic cutoff switch c come on when people get around us to drain us. Either people are positive, negative, or or neutral. And like I've said many times before, we know neg negativity. We know the negative people. And some of us know the negative people in our life. And just for some reason, because of their positioning, we just can't shake them off. Now, if you're living in a household and you have a negative father or a negative mother or neg negative stepkids or negative in-laws or whatever, you're going to have to deal with them. But you can minimize 
the effect that they have on you because no matter what at the end of the day you were born alone and you would transcend make the transition alone even if your loved ones pass away with you you still have to go down that path on your own you're accountable for what you've done your outlook and everything in between can be pretty much irrelevant if you're around negative people and neutral people neutrality to me those are turn coats those are switch outs those are people who you know they're not positive they're fence riders if the wind blows positive they they can appear to be positive if the wind blows negative they fit right in so neutrality to me is negativity I know people like that they want to be friends with everybody they want to be cool with everybody they'll talk about you behind your back when that person's not around they'll come around uh uh you and talk about them or send you text messages or whatever and you already know their flavor so i'm cool with you now because i know what you are you don't always have to let the person know uh, who they are when they are consciously trying to sabotage you you can just laugh to yourself and say look at that i just knew it and you investigate things for yourself and find out that the lies that they put out there are just so different but do not let them into the inner circle or the inner portals any more than what they are any more than what they are. You, you, you can give them 25%, 15%, 10%, the less the better. And smile right along with them and say, yes, I know you're trying to sabotage you, but you're not getting through. And they can feel it too, you know, those types of people. But to hang out around, maybe that's a term I'm too old to use, hang out, because I don't hang out. Anytime <laughs> I'm around somebody, it's on purpose. But do this for me. Do this little test for me. After you spend time with someone who you consider a friend or a frenemy or whatever, tell me how you feel after they go. Do you feel drained? Do you feel more lethargic? Do you feel out of balance or are you left better than what you felt before? You have to ask yourself these hard questions because it's, um, it's very important that you do this because you have to identify who the weeds are in your mental personal garden and weed them out so you can think freely so you can live freely and let me tell you something on a really uh, deeper level about social media you know you you have your Facebook pages and, and those who are listening may have to a different degree you know they may be saturated on social media to a, diff a certain degree now, I know I'm out there a lot right it's like I could never even pull back what I put out there that may not be too good <laughs> but it is what it is. This is what I do. And I've incorporated it into my life. So it's only a part of my life. But understand that when you have your pictures and videos and uploads and you kind of tell people where you are, that you don't even have to know these people. Because most people who have a Facebook page have, have some friends on there that are not really friends. Some who you think are your friends are not really your friends. Some who you may not know as good they might be in your corner from a distance but you will feel the pull of their emotions the pull of your thoughts because we are creatures of energy energy that's all we are we're energy that's housed in this body that we have and we look at the body and many people they just cry when a person passes away of course on a human level you're going to miss the person for the time that you're remaining on this earth but it, it's like okay if you see me driving my car and I get out of my car, 
and the car is parked and not moving. And you don't cry because you think I'm gone because I'm not the car. I'm not the body. This is a tool. This is a vehicle. Okay. So when I get out of this vehicle, it doesn't mean that I'm dead. It means that the real me is not moving this body, which consists of bones and flesh and you know, minerals and water and, you know, all the things that make a body up that goes back to the earth. So start crying now because it's going to happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? So we have to accept that. This is a, this is a, a, we're spirit beings having an earthly journey, a physical journey through this body. And so since we are spirit beings, you see your body, but that's not you. I shave my face, I shave my head and I wash my backside and brush my teeth, the few I have left. And um, that's not me. That's not me. So we can't look at the next person just as the physical form that they are. That's how we get duped. Man, this is how we get duped. We see that gorgeous lady with a flawless body and a pretty smile, smelling good, coming at you. How are you? My name is so-and-so. And you fall head over heels and you don't didn't even know that you're inviting hell into your life. Because a few months later, a year or two later on, it's like, oh my God, I didn't know. Same with the ladies when they meet a man. You know, we have a way of projecting our best side and just knowing how to woo a person over by saying the right things and being so charming and hiding a few of the, the little things that we have hidden in our closet. So what kind of energy is that? So that's what you have to ask yourself. What kind of energy are you dealing with when you have a person around you? How do we test this? Well, if you're down, do they pick you up? Do they make you feel better? If you're up, do they drain you? If they get around you, do they have their own agendas or own hangups where they're debating about something that you've made up your mind to do in your life? It's like, what's your hangup? Because I'm going to do what I got to do because I can see the world from my perspective and maybe you can't. You know, there's all types of strange energies out there. And again, we invite them right into our life on social media. Even when they're not connected to us visibly, they're watching. Page watchers and people peeping on your page to see what you're doing. I put out what I want to put out. Most of what I do, most of the world doesn't even know. What my plans are for the next two or three years, the world does not know. And you will not know. You will see it. Because you have to keep some of it back. Because you're putting yourself out there like a like a turkey on, on, on the Caucasian holiday called Thanksgiving, where, you know, they celebrate conquering the Native Americans here, even though they tried to make it seem like it was something different, you know. Um, and you're sitting up there like a turkey. Everybody's picking over you. Your life is wide open, and they're picking over you. And you say, well, they don't say nothing to me. I go to my job. I come home. I don't mess with anybody, but it's an energy thing. Them liking you, for you is cool, but them being envious of you from a distance, even when you don't know who they are, because you purchased that new vehicle, that new home, or you're in a long-term relationship that, that doesn't have any drama. There are people out there who will hate on you for all kinds of things. They'll hate on you just because of who you are. You know, they'll show you little things that, that, that let you know that, you know, I'm just not digging you, but they're watching you every moment. And that energy that they have even though they can be in a different country or a different state, you're going to feel that pull, not in a major way. Like you're in the house with a spouse that won't talk to you or, or some next door neighbor who calls the county on you because 
of some made up reason, but they just want to mess with you, whatever. But you will feel it. And then when you multiply that by hundreds and hundreds of people, all those things we're connected to because we've opened up our lives and people can see. People talk about prayer, you know, the collective energies that we have. When our African brothers and sisters back in the day more so, when they had a drought, they would all get together and do a rain dance. And and they're not just sitting down and say, oh, I'm just praying and hoping. They know, let's make this rain happen. Let's go out there and create rain for our crops so we can be fed. Let's go out and purposely, with surgical precision, do something that's going to cause us to thrive and prosper again. And that's the problem with us. We don't know. We wait around on faith and we don't know. But we have to know. And we have to know who's around us. We have to know who thinks like us, who's in our corner. And you're going to have differences, not major differences with the positive people, but you're coming down a different path because you have your own individual path. Right? I mean, my brother-in-law, Brother Keston, was born and raised in the country, beautiful country, in Jamaica. I won't say exactly where, but I was born and raised in New York City. Right in, in, in Washington Heights, Manhattan, moved out to Queens. That's New York City. You couldn't have two people from, you know, a further different background, right? But look how we get along having a like mind. It doesn't matter where you came from. It's the path that you're taking. See, so we look at the outward things. We have ladies who may be looking for a husband and says, oh, this gentleman has a good job and he, 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 he comes from the same hometown. We have a lot in common. Well, superficially, you might have a lot in common. But do you really? Because you might like to stay at home and keep a beautiful home, peaceful home. And he may like to club hop. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you've got to deal with that element now in your life. And it's going to be something that doesn't add up. We all like different things in, in relationships. You have to understand that there will be overlap of the common things. But there will be some things that don't overlap. And that's the beauty of being an individual. And that's the beauty of being in a relationship where you compromise. Because you have to be able to compromise when you're in a relationship. But when it's so far off the mark and so far out of focus, there's, you can't stretch yourself like that to compromise. Men, there's a beautiful woman that you're seeing in your life. And uh, intimately, things may feel like the bomb. I'll say it like that. But how can you base relationship just on that? When you have two different mindsets, you may be dealing with a ditzy female who is very pro proficient in performing certain acts behind closed doors. But she has no goals in her life. She likes drama. She likes gossip. From week to week, there's nothing produced, no matter how nice she is. What are you doing with something like that? You, you can't. You can't hang around something like that. I know when we go to these jobs, we have negative coworkers or coworkers who only think about what the job can do as far as, oh, this is my retirement, this is this. They're thinking in the box. How are you going to stimulate yourself to think out of the box when you're dealing with narrow-minded people who can't see beyond their own foot? Right? So we have all of these energies around us, and we've got to sort, aggressively sort and weed them out. Because you will feel like, and even though I don't celebrate this thing called Christmas, right? 
you'll feel like in like 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 that that box of of items or that that tray or that uh, uh area where they have items that are picked over the day after Christmas go into a a, a mall and to these individual stores the day after Christmas and tell me how things look it's picked over so you offer yourself up to be picked over and you don't aggressively keep these people away from you because they want to come to you under their conditions they don't want it's not a mutual thing it's and they won't let you know that i'm coming around you only at these times because this is what i want it's not about you it's what i want and they leave you feeling drained they waste your time you're on a mission trying to get some accomplished and here comes dead weight no look it's amazing isn't it how time flies this is october of 2018 October time is not slowing down what are you doing to balance out your life it's not going to balance out by you just sitting there and going for a ride nor will you have the type of life that you say that you desire just by sitting there you have to aggressively reach out make your goals have a focus have a vision and work tirelessly toward it I mean tirelessly until you drop we got things so easy now we can we can plunk a box of food, a box of food, a little TV dinner that we never even saw what the food was. We just saw the picture on the box and we take it out the tray and we stick. We don't know how it was processed, how it was made, who came in contact with it. We plunk it in the microwave, nuke it, take it out and plunk it down in our body while we mindlessly watch television. How disconnected is that? And then because we're not connected to the food that we're putting in our body, which is not food, it's synthetic mess, toxic mess, made to look like food. We're so disconnected that our stomach is now upset. Oh, wow, really? Are you surprised? And so now we have to take a pill. Well, let's correct this with a pill. You're not connected. We do things after the fact. And this comes back to the point of the artificial living conditions. Even in the city where you have homes, nice homes, a little space between them, whatever. But they don't have enough yard space to feed you. So now you are dependent on the supermarket. What if the supermarket doesn't have any more food? Just like when there's a hurricane coming and the supermarkets, the stores run out of water. Look, the last few hurricanes, we did not have to go and buy water because we always keep water here. As a matter of fact, we gave away water to people who weren't prepared. Don't always think that way now. You know, this is not the story either. <laughs> we only help the inner circle when it gets real rough. But we live in balance most of the time. Self-sufficient. M- much of our food comes from the garden. I haven't purchased a lime in a long time. We got a lime tree here bursting with huh, dozens and dozens, if not hundreds of limes. So I go out into the backyard and pick it when I want it. And that's what the people who run this system don't want you to have. They want you to be in control and living under the artificial living conditions. Think about it. Look at an apartment building. 10 stories high. 20 families on each. 200 200 people or families or apartments in that one little building. And it's one door. Everybody's touching that doorknob, that door handle. Somebody sneezes, 
somebody wipes their backside and stuff gets on their finger all of that stuff is touching that one door you have to deal with people who are sitting on those front steps that you don't want to deal with but to even come home to your apartment if you live in an apartment you have to pass those people you have to hear the people in the hallway slamming the door you have to hear the people in the hallway arguing you know you have to you have to be around these people these people again possess an energy positive or negative or neutral this is artificial it should be where there's enough space between all of us where we don't see each other and when we do we're glad to see each other we, we should be in a place where we can grow more than enough food to feed us on the land that we have but we are so duped to being pulled into the bigger cities and we, we, we're brainwashed to feeling that there's more security in that well I don't want to be out there in the wild you don't know what can happen well guess what it's increased when you live in the bigger city around all these imbalanced people that something may happen to you a mass shooter a mugging uh, uh, somebody getting raped getting run over by a vehicle having something thrown at you being poisoned if an epidemic of some type of uh, disease came into the bigger cities it would spread quick because we're so close to each other on the bus people sneezing touching things you touch the post to hold up and you wipe your nose you got it you got the cooties it may not hit you for three days but you got it right I'm not scared to deal in the bigger cities because I know them well but ideally to live a, a balanced life mentally to be free to just resonate with nature you cannot resonate with nature looking out of a little cooped up window with a little pot with one plant in it no you need to be able to walk for miles you need to be able to go on the mountainside you need to be able to go by the water and look into the sea or the ocean and look around and see no one like I said, you need to go into the woods and better go out there and see no one unless you choose to, unless you choose to say, hey, come along with me. We don't have that option in the, in the uh, inner cities. I'm willing to bet that mental illness is reduced the further out you go from the cities. As a matter of fact, I don't know. I didn't do the research. I'm kind of kicking that off the top of my head right now, but I'm willing to bet that I'm right. Whenever you're in a place where it's quiet, and everything is pretty much over when the sun goes down. And the sun comes up. Back in business again. There's nature. You don't see much. You see trees and maybe some animals that run through. Water. Tranquility. That's, that's, you're not going to have mental sickness. There's no stress in that. So many of us feel successful when we write back to our people in the small hometowns. Yes, I'm making six figures now and I have this really nice condo and I'm driving a really nice vehicle but I commute most of the time and I've made it did you really make it what you're getting as far as your money's concerned is not even controlled by you the value of it can diminish overnight if you're in these big cities and my wife and I were speaking Mrs. Kerr and I was speaking about Central Florida and how busy it is and on a trip to Tampa, she couldn't believe how bad the traffic was. Well, the powers that be are trying to herd us into the bigger cities because we can be controlled more easy. The food supply, 
the water supply, population control, epidemics of diseases can spread easier. We are sitting ducks. We see the bright lights and we get so captivated by the bright lights. The people, the potential for dating and meeting new people and networking, and which is wonderful. But as I get older, I see it frightens me, actually. To be honest with you, it frightens me. I love New York City. A part of me does. As far as the nostalgia, uh, you know, nostalgic thoughts and different things. But it frightens me how vulnerable I would be living there if I was living there. You go down in the subway, you know, they could drop some nerve gas. I'm not going to be paranoid. I'm just saying that even aside from those obvious things that don't happen often, but if it does happen, you like, and you realize it, you're like, oh my God, I don't want to be here, but it's too late. But the people and the spirits that you have to deal with, the energies around you, I'd rather not because nine times out of 10, it's nothing good. Right now, I'm not being negative, but I'm very positive because I understand and know how to separate the negative. But people can be like maggots. They're maggots crawling all, all over each other. Oh, you got a promotion on your job? Oh, I'm hating on you. Don't hate on me. I'm trying to get off my job. Job doesn't make me. doesn't define me. I'm a fully functional grown man without any of the external trappings that this world will put on you that you can parade around with. I don't parade around with no with, with, with no fake status on me. I am the so-and-so of this, and this is what I do. And so, no, no, no. You have to be out of that. In order to enjoy life to its fullest, you have to be out of that mindset. I'm, I'm passing through and having an experience. If I can get with people who are like-minded, who want to go higher, so that we can make the transition easier... And so be it. But bottom feeders, people who look into sabotage other people, very petty people. Mm -mm. I can stand next to you, but I have my spiritual condom on. Trust and believe. Because every day is an opportunity to make yourself better than you were the day before. It's tougher in these artificial living conditions called bigger cities, but it can be done. It's going to be a lot of isolation that it's going to have to take from you because most of us are unchecked. Most of us worry and concern ourselves about the external more than we do in dealing with our internal. Most of us don't want to do that. But you know what? When you're on on a spiritual level, like I am better than I was before yesterday, a year before. I'm not some guru now, but I can smell the stench of a spiritually wicked person and it stinks no matter how much you try to pretty it up no matter how much you try to make it look legit no matter how much you try to surround yourself with cash and the material things to make those things fool people they don't fool me I know who you are you won't win you won't stop me you won't stop us from the mission of what we have to do you're wasting your time for people who are like that look within clean out the demons that you have and that's the funny thing about it when these people have these demons the demons and this is symbolic you take it how you want it you can think of a ugly little creature like a demon on a movie or you can think about you know just our human nature which has evil in it also we make the choice of how we're going to act and react in this world 
and some of us are too weak to make the right choice. But with those types of people, I see it a mile away. There's some around me these days, and I'm just watching them, you know, and um, we're playing the game. But you will not stop me from my mission. You will not stop me from developing into what my creator wants me to develop into. Whether I'm in the crowds, whether I'm in solitude out in the country, no matter who's around, I know how to steer clear and navigate around the false people. This is something that you need to really know. Again, I'm going to act like a teacher and give you homework. Test the spirits around you. Just, just remain calm and observe how people deal with you and how you feel after they're gone. Are you drained or do you feel weak and drained? Or it doesn't have to be one person. It could be a combination of many things. It could be a combination of several people. They call you on the phone. No one lets you go. You got stuff to do, but they just want to talk irrelevant stuff. That's bad right there. They come to you with, with social media drama. Stay away from it. Block them. Get rid of them. Don't call them no more. There's nothing holding you to this person. If they're draining you, are not good for you. Because since they don't want to do their homework on what they have to do to improve themselves, they want to hold you back because they see the potential in you to rise. And they're envious and don't want to see you go there. There's a lot that we have to deal with. But do an internal gut check. See who's bringing you positive energy. See who's draining you unnecessarily. And there will be things that happen in this world, emergencies and last minute things that we have to deal with these people or the situation, emergencies. And it will drain us. But you maintain your downtime, your quiet time, your time to meditate and know that whatever you do, make sure it's something that you want to do. Don't let anybody manipulate you to doing something that benefits them and drains you unless it's they, they have a real need but don't be used that way because people will use you and use you and use you. And when you need help, they won't be there for you. They'll look at you like you're crazy. They won't even be around. They'll even hurt your feet. I can't. I don't have no time to help you out. Like, Wait a second. Don't they know? So for those people out here who are trying to please people all the time, there's nothing wrong with being that way. But don't be an open an open vessel just for people to come and take like a free buffet take my life take my energy some of us are so love starved that we'll let anybody come on in and feign affection for us and toward us it's not even real just to feel something that might be real but we imagine we know otherwise like that abused person in the relationship you know that person doesn't love you but you you're afraid to be by yourself we got to know that we are our best friends. That it's all inside of us. That we can walk alone. Yes, as a human being, we might feel lonely sometimes, but we can walk alone and know that we're not by ourselves. The Creator has a mission for us. And the most amazing thing and soothing thought, and I'll leave on this part, is that out of all the people you think you know, need and all the people that you know, you are the only person Who's going to spend every second, every minute, every hour, every day, every week, every month, every year with yourself? You are your best companion. You're going to be there for yourself. You're going to love you. You're going to treat yourself right. Take yourself out on a date. 
do the things you like. Laugh at the jokes that make you laugh. When you think this way, nobody can isolate you. Nobody can threaten you by or, or control you with the threat of shutting you out. You can't shut yourself out from yourself. If you're using substances to get high to escape, try to go in to that painful place that's making you do this so you can be your best friend again. When you know yourself and you're connected to yourself and you're living in balance and you're connected to the creator, nothing can stop you. And once you're connected that way, the beautiful thing is, is that the universe around you will work very hard to bring you everything that you need from within. I couldn't have put out an ad in a newspaper or on some website to gain what I gain by having Brother Keston and Mrs. Skurve on my side. Just like we're on his side and we're on her side. In-house. In-house. There's so much that I'm thankful for because you'll have cyber uh, entities who feign friendships but they're out to sabotage you you can't do it everything's in-house everything's from within i'm at peace with myself i am my best friend and i look forward to hanging out with myself for the rest of my life and producing dynamic content and sharing my experiences with the world in my lane so I can affect other people to be better than they were the day before. That's a beautiful thing because I'm resonating with life just the same way I'm under these trees looking up at the perfectly blue sky at peace sharing these unscripted words whether two people look at it, 500 people look at it or nobody looks at it. Me expressing this and these thoughts is a joy and an energy going out to the universe that even I don't even have to have in cyberspace. Yes, I will take a walk and have a conversation with a stranger. Yes, I will be in the checkout line of the supermarket and hand $5 to that person who might not have it because they went over and they have a bunch of hungry kids or to help that person across the street or give good directions, or go over and above, because I'm full. I'm not drained. You invest in who needs it sincerely, not for any superficial reason, or you're trying to be seen, but you truly see yourself as a selfless servant of the universe, an open vessel for good, but you have your filters on it, because that keeps the negative from taking away. Because negative does not like positive. Because when negative get, gets near positive, negative begins to see what it really is. And either they'll check themselves or they'll try to tear you down. Which one are you? And how will you deal with the energies around you? Leave some comments and let me know. And let's continue. Maybe we can do a live show later on about this. Because it's a never-ending topic that we can continue to go deeper into the foxhole, into the rabbit hole, down into the abyss in a never-ending fashion. None of us are perfect and none of us live so clean that we can't deal with a little more cleaning up around us. Hit me back. Lance Skurve out. You know I love you all. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs>
Make sure to check out the boldest blog at landscurve.com and follow Scurve on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube under Lance Scurve.